Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, let's do some catch-up on developments of topics that we've touched upon in the past and see where some of those topics stand today. We've discussed on a number of occasions that smart electronic devices are called smart for a reason. Take smart TVs, for example. It is the gift-giving season after all, and many people are probably looking for new TVs for their friends or families or for themselves. If you're one of those folks, you may have noticed that it's next to impossible these days to buy just a plain old television set. Everything is a smart TV. Why do you suppose that is? As we've mentioned on previous programs, it's because the smart TVs that we are watching are watching us. Now, even the FBI is making that point. In a release dated November 26, 2019, the Portland, Oregon office of the FBI put out a cautionary warning titled, quote, Securing Smart TVs. Among the comments and suggestions that the FBI offers in this tech-buying season are some which will be very familiar to longtime listeners of the Electronic Cottage. Quote, Smart TVs are called that because they connect to the Internet. They allow you to use popular streaming services and apps. Many also have microphones for those of us who are too lazy to actually pick up the remote. Just shout at your set that you want to change the channel or turn up the volume, and you're good to go. A number of the newer TVs also have built-in cameras. In some cases, the cameras are used for facial recognition so the TV knows who is watching and can suggest programming appropriately." End quote. Well, pretty cool and convenient, but a few paragraphs down, the FBI points out that, quote, "...beyond the risk that your TV manufacturer and app developers may be listening and watching you, that television can also be a gateway for hackers to come into your home." A bad cyber actor may not be able to access your lockdown computer directly, but it is possible that your unsecured TV can give him or her an easy way in the back door through your router." End quote. And, we would add, the same thing is true of a bevy of other so-called smart devices that will find their ways into homes this gift-giving season, including smart doorbells, baby monitors, door openers, thermostats, and a bevy of other smart, read, connected to the internet, devices. The FBI offers a set of suggestions for making your new smart TV more secure. And this good advice, again, not new to regular electronic cottage listeners, goes for pretty much any smart device that winds up in our homes this or any season. Quote, Know exactly what features your TV has and how to control those features. Do a basic internet search with your model number and the words microphone, camera, and privacy. Don't depend on the default security settings. Change passwords if you can, and know how to turn off the microphones, cameras, and collection of personal information if possible. If you can't turn them off, consider whether you're willing to take the risk of buying that model or using that service. If you can't turn off a camera, but want to, a simple piece of black tape over the camera eye is a back-to-basics option. Check the manufacturer's ability to update your device with security patches. Can they do this? Have they done it in the past? 
Check the privacy policy for the TV manufacturer and the streaming services that you use. Confirm what data they collect, how they store the data, and what they do with it." End quote. These are good sense recommendations that everyone should take to heart, and we applaud the Portland FBI for sharing them. Meanwhile, quite a few folks are not applauding the Department of Homeland Security for a proposal that DHS recently made to expand its biometric exit program to include American citizens. Regular listeners may recall that the DHS instituted the so-called biometric exit program at a number of the U.S.'s major international airports. The biometric exit program requires people who wish to fly out of the country to be subjected to facial recognition scanning. In the biometric exit program's initial privacy statement, DHS said that anyone who didn't want to undergo facial recognition scanning would just have to not travel out of the country. Lovely, eh? After a howl from many American travelers, DHS backpedaled and promised that only non-American citizens would be required to undergo this invasive facial recognition scanning. The initial justification for this program, after all, was to catch foreign nationals who'd overstayed their visas. But mission creep in Washington being what it is, that justification is now morphing from catching those who've overstayed their visas into improving security in general. So now it appears that DHS has forgotten its promise that Americans wouldn't have to submit to invasive facial recognition scanning. In a federal filing dated fall 2019, DHS has proposed to once again extend facial recognition scanning to all people flying in and out of the country, including American citizens. And once again, this has not been viewed as a popular idea. It's attracted a lot of bad publicity for DHS, condemnation from Senator Edward Markey, and a suggestion to see you in court from the ACLU. In the face of this response, DHS has said it is, quote, suspending this proposal for Americans for now. We've discussed the wider implications of this kind of facial recognition databases of Americans on previous programs, and they are not pretty to those who value personal privacy. What's your guess as to whether we'll see DHS bring back this proposal in one form or another again before too long. We guess that the odds are pretty high. So, these are updates on a couple of topics we've discussed in the fairly recent past on the Electronic Cottage, and we didn't even get to the topics of DNA identification or hospitals turning over health records to commercial companies like Google for processing and analysis. But we will get to them right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.